0: This is Casually Speaking with Sean Wright. Hey guys um so wanted to make a new uh episode for you guys um and kind of keep it actually really casual um <laughs> make it me casually speaking right so um i just kind of wanted to kind of recap over uh the ufc event that happened over the weekend um and just kind of go from there i had some other ideas rambling in my head so might bring that out on the table as well so um First off, though, I do want to say uh, a huge thank you to everyone that's been listening and everything like that. Um, I know my episodes are kind of sporadic at best. Uh, It's just whenever I have free time in the mornings, that's when I do my podcasts. And then whenever I can schedule my my buddies and I um, to interview, I mean, that usually happens on the weekends if we can do it. Um, But i know i'm pretty sporadic here so the best thing you guys can do is subscribe to whatever you're listening to just subscribe to my channel um like if you're on spotify just follow me or if you're on whatever you're on, um, just subscribe to me and you can catch my latest episodes. Um, I'll try to make it more consistent, but honestly, how my life is run, uh, that just probably won't ever happen. <laughs> um, so um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say though, thank you for all the love. Um, I've been getting a lot of feedback from all you guys and saying that uh, that you guys are listening and uh, I, I really do it means a lot to me. Um, I try to make it as interesting as possible for you guys. Um, not always about jujitsu, not always about comic books, but, um, you know, just try and spice it up for you guys, try and get you guys interviews that, um, you normally wouldn't hear from people. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely just huge. Thank you. Um, but on with the show, I guess. (laughs) Um, so I watched, uh, the new, the latest, uh, UFC event. Um, if you guys did not see it well, you missed out on, um, a great prelim. <laughs> that was free. Um, so just to kind of give you some background here, um, there was a, uh, a title fight, um, this one, the main event, but it wasn't like a heavyweight title or a lightweight title. It was the BMF title, um, short for badass motherfucker. So, um, it was, I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said before, if you guys have already heard about it and everything like that, um, it was stopped by a doctor in the middle of the fight, um, it was a five-round fight, it got stopped, I think, in the third round for a cut over Nate Diaz's eye, and, um, Nate Diaz is the type of fighter that, He just always walks forward. Um, Every match that he has, he's pretty much got just nothing but blood on his face. Um, He's just got a lot of scar tissue on his face, and he just opens up really easily. Um, I've seen worse cuts on his face before, and they don't stop it um, so I honestly think the biggest part is that it was held the event was held in uh, Madison Square Garden in New York and New York was notorious for not liking uh, the UFC so I just think that that's what happened um, we try to make it a big event because Madison Square Garden is just a huge venue so they try to make it that that big of venue but the the caveat to that is is being in New York they're a little bit more Stringent on the rules. So um, now I'm not one of those types that want to see a bloodbath or anything like that. But if you're going for a title that's the BMF title, uh, let it play out. <laughs> um, so um, I honestly think that's what should have been done. Um, and yeah, that's that's my take on it. <sighs> Sorry, drinking my cold brew. Um uh, this morning, I got my cold brew and it wasn't cold. That was rough. It was just brew. <laughs> um, I didn't, I was not digging it. Um, so I had to get some ice and shake it up and use science to make that whole thing happen. Um, so, uh, but anyways, I, I, I honestly, I just think that it was a letdown. Um, they're saying, let's run it back. Let's go to Vegas and let's do it again. Um, I think that's exactly what's going to happen probably in about six months. They're going to do it again. Um, uh, Dana White said that he's not going to do it again. It's just a one time only thing. But honestly, I think just because of the result that had happened, um, I think the fans deserve just a better outcome with that. With that being said though, I don't think Nate Diaz would have won unless if he would have gotten, uh, on the ground and choked him out. I honestly think Diaz would have lost by decision um, if that fight would have kept all five rounds, but it would have been great to see. It would have been a a great thing to see. Um, Diaz said that his old game plan was to fight on the later matches on the later rounds on the, uh, fourth and fifth match. Um, and he might've, um, I do know that the Diaz brothers run, you know, triathlons and everything. So their, their, uh, endurance is second to none. So, uh, that could have been the game plan that could have also been, not the game plan and he says that so that he hypes up the next fight i don't know we'll see um but uh yeah the 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 event overall was great um honestly i really did dig the uh the rock going out to the ufc and presenting the the bmf belt um it just makes me want um the rock i don't know what the answer to this is but i want the rock involved with the ufc more often um Let's do this. Let's uh, get USADA to not participate in the next event and have The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin meet in the cage and fight like the old times. Um, (laughs) Honestly, that'd be so great. Uh, Yeah, The Rock versus Steve Austin. uh, Undertaker versus Kane. uh, And just make it a UFC WWE mix match, just craziness. Um, I would love that. (laughs) Uh, and for all you haters out there that, uh, that hate WWE, I mean, honestly, when you were a kid, you loved it. Um, And it's just one of those things, like, when The Rock came out and his theme song played, everybody, um, at the, the watch party that I was at, we all stopped what we were doing and immediately turned our heads to the television. Um, it's just one of those things, like, we grew up as kids, I mean, UFC was definitely around, but, um, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a little kid, um, the UFC was, was viewed as just this horrible, like, death match thing that was, like, it was... Uh, I, I thought people died, uh, or something like that. I thought it was just way too scary for me when I was a kid. So obviously i watched WWE where, um, a dead man undertaker, uh, buries people alive and sets them on fire. That's, that's what I watched when I was a kid. I thought that was much more safe than the UFC, which it's just kind of funny how things have turned. Right. Um, with that being said, um, for those of you who are wrestling fans, um, uh, the AEW, um, which is like trying to take WWE spot. Um, I, I haven't watched any of it or anything like that. I've only seen things from Instagram, just clips, highlight reels. And obviously on Instagram, they're only going to show clips that are the best of the best. Um, but dang, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, to pull out all the stops against the wwe like the the moves they're doing and everything like that now i get it um wrestling is not real um how could it be uh, they've, they've got to do this. What every, every couple of days, they've got to fight each other. It's just unrealistic. So they're going to minimize the impact. Um, it's just, it's just the name of the game. It's, it's an entertainment thing. So, right. So, but the things that you do, you can still get hurt and it still does hurt. You know, they just try to minimize the pain from it so that they can do it again, uh, in two nights, you know? Um, so <clears throat> with that being said, um, WWE, uh, from what I have been watching, um, and I honestly, I don't watch all that much anymore or anything like that, but everything had definitely been, the brakes have been pumped, let me tell you, it's just really slow, it's really just nothing, no risk, nothing, it's just very, very slow paced, it's almost like the highest gear you'll get into is, like, second gear, maybe third, but then that's about it, um, AEW, though, from what I've been watching, like, whoa, like, they're going all out, um, uh, there was a wrestling show on Netflix for a while, it was like Lucha Underground, and that was crazy cool, um, the matches were, were just insane, it was all high impact, high, high stakes, high flying kind of stuff, um, the storylines were kind of weird and everything, like, people called themselves, like, the dragon, and actually thought they were dragons, and weird stuff like that, but it was just kind of, kind of fun to watch, um, just kind of like what i was speaking to on my ghost podcast episode it's like sometimes you just want to turn off your brain and just watch some ridiculous violence that's just silly and stupid and you know what's fake but hey your your brain's turned off who cares right so um i i would definitely check it out though aew um their their stuff looks like it'd be kind of cool um hold on real quick more cold brew for this morning (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah i uh, just kind of cool um ufc people are saying like ufc's turning more into the wwe because like they're trying to get more you know i mean the rock came out and presented this belt and these people fought for a belt that actually had no weight behind it and honestly i feel like that's a good thing um and after the fight uh, after the fights had happened joe rogan rogan kind of uh Agreed. Um, he kind of said, you know what? Hey, just kind of hypes up the, the whole sport a little bit. Like, it's just kind of like bragging rights, you know? Um, there's no real weight to it. Maybe there's an there's a agreement weight that people have to hit and everything like that so you don't see huge mismatches of, like, a 135-pounder fighting a 205-pounder for the... BMF belt, or whatever, but, you know, like, it's just kind of, it's kind of a cool thing, I think that, um, you don't necessarily need to have a title fight, because fighters need to rest, they need a recoup, and everything like that, um, so, I, I think that's, that's great, you might have more pe- pay-per-views, and stuff like that, so, um, I think it's a cool thing, um, and to be honest, like, everyone's like, oh, it's cheapening the sport, I mean, really, I mean, the people still just fought, so, what are you, what are you complaining about? You know what I mean? So I think it's a, it's a kind of a cool, um, cool, thing they're doing um i think more more for it let's let's get more people to to watch the ufc i mean there's still that stigma that like back when i was a kid like it's like a death match and everything and people see those pictures of like nate diaz with blood all over his face and everything like that and they think oh my god it's so horrible but really it's all superficial cuts it's all i mean they're they they've got the ref in there to stop things obviously the doctor stopped that fight because he thought that cut was too big and everything like that and and everybody's safety is definitely paramount, you know what I mean? So I think if we if we hype it up more and everything like that and, and uh, get more people to watch it, I think that's that's a great thing. Um, people think it's barbarism, you know, um, and I honestly, I just don't see that. I think because they don't see, they see all the violence, but they don't see all the hard work behind it. They don't see the respect given at the end of it um, or even before it, you know, um there's, yes, there's trash talking and everything like that. And I honestly think the trash talking is just more of a vehicle to hype up the match more and get more views and then make, uh, the purse bigger for the fighters. Um, and that's at the end of the day, more people that watch it, the bigger the purses are going to be. Um, and these fighters are going to actually make more of a living out of what they love and what they do. Um, the thing about fighting is, I mean, you don't have a very long shelf life, right? Like, um, just, just for, you know, um, context here, uh, people all the time, they ask me like, oh, you do jujitsu and everything like that, and oh, you train with like, uh, a couple of UFC fighters, why don't you get into fighting? Um, and, I I always tell them, I'm like, I'm too old. And they always kind of laugh at me. And they're like, you're not old, Sean. And I'm like, well, I'm not. I am not old. But for something, to do something like this, I am. Um, Like, if I would have gotten into this at 18, maybe that would have been a different story. Um, which I honestly, I think about that all the time. Like I always think like, man, I wish I would have gotten into this when I was younger, just because I'd be just so further in the game and everything like that. Um, but, uh, regardless, um, there's just not, there's not that much of a shelf life. And yes, it is a dangerous sport. Absolutely. But it's not like these people sign up for the sport going like, Oh my God, I'm going to get in danger. Like that's such a surprise. Like the people that do this aren't meatheads. They, they're, they're martial artists. Um, there's a lot of, um, respect and everything like that. And it's just, it's honestly, you do this because you love doing it. It's not, people think like okay well the people that get locked up in a cage they're obviously sociopaths because they love just beating up people and it's like no at the most like that's 20 minutes out of their whole year that they're being locked up in a cage and fighting someone to like just win the match um it's a process and that's what people love about it. Um, I mean, I trained jujitsu and I'm not doing this competitively. Right. So, um, like, I mean, yes, I do uh, competitions, but it's more to just hone my skills later. Like my competitions aren't the end game. It's not to get the gold medal out of and being like, Oh, I am the best, You know, blue belt there is out there. Like, if I get the gold medal, then that's great. That's awesome. But that still means I've got work to do. And that's what I love is the work. It's not the medals. Um, And I think for the majority of, like, the professional fighters out there, I think that's part of their mentality, too. It's not, like oh man, I get to go in a cage and kill somebody. Like that's, that's my drive. It's more of my drive is I get to train for a living. I get to wake up every morning and not go to a desk job and listen to complaining customers all day. Um, I get to go and train with the top level people, top level coaches who have nothing but my well being in their best interests. You know, like that is such a great job honestly i get i get jealous of the people who can do that you know um and if you hype up the the sport then those people can do that more often they don't have to struggle they don't have to struggle for sponsorships they can fight you know, maybe twice a year and be okay with just those fights and not have to worry about sponsorships and, and, you know, contracts and everything like that. They can just, they can do those two things at the, you know, every six months and then just continue to do what they do. Um, and that's the thing, like I was saying is like their shelf life is pretty short, right? So, um, you can't do this for, you know, fifty years. You can't even do this for twenty five years. Like you're you're lucky if you can, you know. So um if you get compensated for the events that you do accordingly, you don't have to and your body's gonna be broken at the end of it, you know. So what what's the game plan? What's the end plan? You know, if you have a large purse, if you have multi million dollars after after your your ten years of, of fighting then you don't have to do anything more maybe you can focus and open up a gym and everything like that you have the the liquid assets to do so you know so i think if we hype up what UFC is and everything like that and everyone just kinda starts winning from that point on. Um I know this was kind of a ramble and everything like that. Um I'm sorry, but honestly I think this the sport is is amazing. Um the most of the, the people that I've met, um, uh, they're amazing people and that's kind of why I wanna do those those interviews and kind of show you the people who I train with. Like I do wanna interview some of my coaches and everything like that too. But um, it's really. I mean, the coaches are great. Every coach is great. I've never run into a coach that I've hated and everything. But just the whole entire community, the 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 fight community, is is way different than you would have thought it was. Um, my biggest hesitation when I was younger, when I was like eighteen, was. Um, I mean mixed martial arts was getting bigger when I was, when I was a teenager. And there was an opportunity for me to train when I was, when I was younger. And I said, no, because I was scared. I was scared to the people that I'd be training with. I'm like, I don't know how to fight. And like, people are going to kill me. Like I'm this small little dude. Like when I was 18, I was like 113 pounds soaking wet. I was a little tiny guy. So I was just scared. And I think, um, I mean, talking with other people and everything like that, saying that, like, um, you know, I'm scared to go into a 10th planet. It's so crazy that you you train at 10th planet and everything like that. And I'm like, it's not crazy at all. Like, just show up. And I know it's nerve-wracking for the first couple of, of lessons and everything like that because you just don't know anybody. And that's awkward, you know? It's just like anything else. If you do any other kind of sport, you don't know anybody. It's awkward. But it's not any other sport, like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I mean, I could do with, like, a soccer club, or a basketball club, and, like, maybe I make, make a friend or two, but, like, in jiu-jitsu, it's just so weird, like, I have so many friends through that community, because we're all just so close to each other, you know, so, um, it's just different, um, so, wow, this was definitely not the road I wanted to go down this, this morning, um, but, you know, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, that's, uh, when I start talking, I just go down a road, and I just keep going, um, so, anyways, uh, um, I think, I think it's definitely important to, to, you know, advertise, um, the sport and everything like that, and just kind of lift it up to different, different heights, you know, um, just to kind of switch gears, um, as well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little controversial thing, and this is completely different of what um, what I talk about normally and everything like that. But um, I work in a like a call center, um, and I get complaints all the time about um, being outsourced and like calling uh, and calling an 800 number and, you know, you get a different country. Now, obviously I work in the United States. I work in the call center. So obviously my call center is in the United States, right? So, um, we don't do that, but, um, we get those complaints all the time. Like not really towards us, but like, it's, it's a commentary where it's like, yeah, you call an 800 number and we don't even get someone in the United States and they don't care and everything like that. And, I was just kind of thinking about that uh, yesterday, and I kind of wanted to bring it to the attention to, to all my listeners and everything like that because I think it's a good, um, a good lesson to be learned, um, just overall, right? So, we 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 grow up with the with the notion that you know the customer's always right, right? Um, And they could be, absolutely. They could be. And I think the, the notation of, or the, the notion of the customer's always right is we need to serve the customer, right? We need to, we need to compromise and, and meet the customer's expectations, right? So, um, I think in the time we're living in now, I think it needs to be edited a little bit. Um, so here's the deal. Um, just kind of uh, peeling back the, the curtain a little bit here. And, um, like when, when you call into an 800 number and you're like, oh man, I got someplace that was, you know, outsourced to, you know, India, whatever, who, who cares? The Philippines, whatever. Um, and you just like, ah, these people don't care about me. You're absolutely right. They don't, um, they're in a different country and they're, they're doing, you know, stuff to just pay the bills. Now, <clears throat> we need to peel that back a little bit because people think like, oh, it's the corporate, the corporate um, level. They just want to, you know, hire cheap labor and everything like that. And yes, there there is some validity to that. Absolutely, um, because you can you can hire a call center of fifty people of what you know would cost you know, a call center in the United States and you would only get like 10 people, right? So just because of our minimum wages and everything like that and just just basic economic stuff, right? So here's the deal though. And if you complain about that kind of stuff, I want you to take one step back and just kind of think about how you interact with those people that you call into, So, whether or not it's an international, you know, outsourced company or whether or not it's someone in the United States that you get, you know, um, usually when you call an 800 number, you have a complaint, right? Um, And... You call an 800 number and you just viciously attack the person who answers the phone. Um, You're frustrated at the product. You're frustrated at the service or whatever. And by God, whoever answers that phone, well, you're going to feel sorry for them because they're going to get an earful, right? And you'd be lying yourself if you've never thought that. Um, Even before I worked at a call center, like whenever I would call an 800 number, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind, you know? Let's back up for just a second. Instead of having all that vinegar and have all that vitriol and just anger towards the people that just are trying to do their job, um, here's the thing. Um, What I wanted to kind of break down is I think as a culture, as, as a... I can't say for internationally or anything like that, but as the American culture is kind of evolving, and it always is, you know, um, each generation and each each passing, um, each older generation too, you know, um, as a culture, we've gotten comfortable to think that the people who answer the phone um, at call centers are just idiots and you know better than they do. When really, they're the professional. They're the ones who are trained and they're the ones who... They're not reading scripts. I hate to tell you guys this. They're not reading freaking scripts. The scripts they're reading are for legal purposes. If you're signing a verbal contract, you know. So, I hate to break it to you guys. But people aren't just reading a script off the computer and not really thinking about it. They're, They're having a conversation or at least trying to have a conversation with you. That's what they get paid to do is have a conversation with you and try and get your issue resolved. So... I always kind of say this to my friends and everything, and it's like, if you're mean to the customer service rep, um, they have to uh, help you. That's their job, right? But they may not want to. So start off the conversation in a positive note. Um, start off the, the conversation. If, you, if you've been holding for 35 minutes, if you've been holding an hour, here's the thing. First off, that's, that's rookie numbers. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys just a little quick example. Um, so I want to say like four years ago, um, I had gotten, I was part of like a money laundering scheme that I'd had no, uh, I did not want to be a participant in or anything like that. So, um, I'll kind of break it down for you here. So, um, I had checked my bank account because I check my bank account like almost daily. Um, I don't know why. It's just kind of a nervous tick. I always do. Um, And I had checked my banking account and it was two grand higher than it usually is. And I was like, what the heck? Now, at that point, um, I had had a, a shared account with my parents just because, you know, they um, I had a car in their name and I would just transfer money to them. It was just easy, you know? Um, so we had a shared account and I was like, well, did they accidentally put some money in my account thinking it was their account, you know, called them up and they were like, no, we didn't put any money in there. Um, so I just had an extra two grand. Um, and then I kind of looked at my bank statements and someone had put an extra five grand in my account, took three grand out and transferred it to another account, left the two grand in my account, which, if you're laundering money, I guess that's a good thing because whoever you're leaving the two grand account, whoever's the poor sucker is, they're not, they might not say anything, you know, and they just might be like, whoa, okay, extra payday. I'm just going to keep quiet about this and not report it. Well, I did not want to get into the bad side of the authorities. So I reported it. Um, and keep in mind, they put five grand in my account, right? So, um, and then took out three, So I reported it and I talked with my bank and I was like, guys, um, rent is coming up. I don't have, you know, five grand in my account. I, I need the money for rent. Um, are you only going to take out the two grand? That is not mine. They said, yes. I'm like, okay, just take out the two grand. Don't take out five grand. I'm really scared. You're going to take out five grand just take out the two grand because you're going to put me in a really negative. <laughs> if you take out five grand, they're like, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, we're just going to take out the, the money that you have, sir. Okay. Well, they didn't, they took out five grand and I was negative a lot of money and I had just gotten my direct deposit. And since I was negative, the bank had just ate my direct deposit and there went all my money, um, literally all of my money. Um, so, Rent was due in two days and I did not know what to do, so I had to call the bank. Now, um, I called them and I was on hold, I kid you not, for five hours. I had called them at six. I didn't get somebody on the line until eleven o'clock at night. So um literally didn't get anybody uh until eleven o'clock at night. Like my phone, I had to put it on charge and put it on speaker and just kind of live my life. Um, and keep in mind, my rent was due in two days. So obviously I wasn't very happy, but I tried my best to be as cordial as possible with the person who answered the phone because it's not their fault. It's the bank's fault, right? So you just try to be as nice as possible. Um, so with that being said, when like you're on hold for like 30 minutes for an hour, that's why I say like, those are rookie numbers, try five hours, (laughs) but, um, like it's not their fault that you waited on hold for that long and you go, well, just hire more people. You know, here's the thing though, is that if everybody calls in, and yells at the poor soul that answers the phone day in, day out, for eight freaking hours, the people there are going to wear down and quit. And you aren't going to be able to hire more people. Who wants to work at a call center? That's the thing, is that people like go like, well, hire more people. The thing is, though, is that people don't want to work at call centers and get yelled at for eight hours all the time turnover rates at call centers any call center I've been in multiple is pretty high um and it's because either the people that work there quit or the people that work there aren't fast enough right so here's the thing um be nice how about that like instead of saying like oh I hate how they get outsourced and everything like that they get outsourced because no one wants to work the job and and deal with you so be nice. Let's just be nice to the people that we, let's service the customer service reps. That's, that's kind of my, my, my takeaway with that is, and here's the thing is when you're nice, you get so much more, you get so much more, you get the one-time exceptions, you get the, Hey, you know what? Since you've been such a poor, uh, a good sport, I'm going to expedite it for you for free, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Here's, here's a 10% off discount coupon for, you know, the next Chick-fil-A sandwich you get. Um, so, I mean, here's the thing. People get upset all the time. And the reason why you get upset is because something didn't go out to your expectations. I literally was buying my coffee, right? Um, And my cold brew was not cold. I just didn't even care. Like, I was like, okay, I get it. And the reason why it wasn't cold was because the, the person uh when i was walking in there was someone right at where you get all your drinks and everything like that and they were just yelling like i ordered this with that with none of this with some of that with some of this and some of that and the poor starbucks person was like uh uh, i thought that's what i gave you no you didn't i wouldn't have been here and it's like all this crazy stuff and it's like lady it's just coffee it's okay. Like your world is not going to crumble at your feet because your coffee tastes a little bit different than what it should. And the reason why you're so upset is because you have set a standard for yourself that it's never wrong. And it's wrong this one time. It's okay. Let it go. You know? So, um, and, obviously her drink was made right and everything like that but it frazzled the poor person and at the end of the day you're dealing with another human being and you're lying to yourself if you haven't if you say you've never made a mistake and you've never dropped the ball on somebody and you have all the well intentions and everything like that so come with that with an understanding that you're working with other human beings that also make mistakes and also have bad days and also wake up on the wrong side of the bed you know so Um, now, obviously, like, some things aren't acceptable. If someone just, like, cusses you out or something like that, like, totally get that. But, like, I think if we as a whole culture just start taking care of each other, um, and stop just trying to piss each other off, you know, or stop just trying to blow off steam to someone that you don't know, um... I think we're gonna start moving in the right direction as a culture, you know? Um I think I, I it's just like with with so much of um ugh. I mean, Facebook is, is a garbage fire now. <laughs> like I've, I've so much wanted to like just delete my Facebook. Um, but I need to, I need to promote my dang podcast so people can listen. <laughs> but, um, honestly, like I feel like Facebook is, has turned into this, like, let's see who, how many people I can piss off, you know, app. Um, and I just think like, it's a little silly. Um, come on guys, let's, let's not, (laughs) um, let's turn it into just something that we can connect with, like, old friends, and, like, just talk about stuff that is okay, let's stop talking about, like, all these, these politics, and, and just, you know, calling each other snowflakes, and just, man, I get it, like, we get uh, emotional about things and everything like that, but just with the intent of pissing people off, I what are we really accomplishing here, you know? Um, And I know this is a really weird tangent. We were talking about UFC and fighting people, and now I'm talking about, like, fighting over the internet, right? So, um, but fighting over the phone with, like, a poor soul that's just trying to get a paycheck to pay the rent, you know? Um, I just think, like, we, we as just a culture need to calm the hell down. I know there's a lot to be upset about. I know there's a lot to to be mad about but why are we taking it out on our friends and on our, on people we don't even know you know like let's get mad and direct that that anger and that tension towards the problem itself instead of the people that are just doing their job you know um So I know this is a weird tangent and everything like that, but it's been on my mind lately and I just kind of wanted to get it out there in the cyberspace, you know, um, I think we need to just be better towards each other, you know? So with that being said, I am done for now. I have to go to work and get yelled at. So here we go. (laughs) Um, but honestly, um, Keep that in mind. Uh next time something happens that doesn't go your way, um do you really want to take it out on the person that just doesn't know you and you don't know them? Um I mean, it's definitely the easy road, but is it the correct road? You know. Um so with that being said, be excellent with each other. Um thank you so much for all the love that you guys give me and everything like that. I'm just trying to put it out there in the world. Um let's let's put a little love out in the world too. Um, so I will catch you guys later. Hope you guys enjoy this uh, podcast. Um, There's other stuff coming pretty soon, uh, other interviews and everything like that. I had one lined up and then life happened and uh, I couldn't uh, fulfill my interviewing promises. (laughs) So uh, I'm trying to make that up. Um, And um, yeah, there's going to be some cool and exciting stuff coming out soon. Um, Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Hey guys. So, um, wanted to give a quick shout out to, uh, lethalclothing.com. Uh, these guys are, uh, um, a buddy of mine. Um, he does some good work, um, has some cool, cool clothing. Um, it's actually more for the, uh, the fitness side of things, um, instead of jujitsu related here. So, um, if you want a little change of pace, a little bit of different, uh, clothing, um, check out lethalclothing.com. Um, if you enter the code word lethal 20, you get 20% off. And what's really cool about this uh company guys is a part of each purchase that you uh get from them they uh, actually donate some of that purchase to uh, ALS and MS research so if you want to feel good about doing something good um other than just putting money in my buddy's hand um I think you should definitely check them out and uh yeah tell them I sent you all right